Powerful Rigor of Florida True Crime Podcast. I'm Karen Curtis. And I'm Jennifer Ross. Wow, I'm here as a special guest again. Yeah. I love doing this. I know you're doing. We love having you. <laughs> well, you're now, you're a superstar. Can we talk about what you've been doing? Oh. Is that, because I'm figuring next you'll be signing some national contract and I'll be watching you on, you know, Fox TV or some network somewhere and you're going to forget about the little people. Oh, no. So A&E and Dan Abrams, who's their chief legal correspondent, he has got his own, like, law right. production company. Mm-hmm. And they asked me to be the voice of one of their episodes on a show called Taking the Stand. They heard my podcast and they loved my take on it. So they're like, yeah, we wanted you to be the voice of it. So like four hours of taping. I'm not sure when the episode will drop, but. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it's, you're, you're, it's, you're like big star now. Oh, so stop it. No. You're in that episode. I am? Yes. Oh. In fact, it's episode 47, Quadruple Murderer Claims Self-Defense. <laughs> Adam Matos. <laughs> nice people. It's really good. You have to check it out. All right. So on this episode, it's a creepy Florida crimes, mysterious missing persons case. Okay, have they found this person to date, no? No, there's two people, actually, and they're still missing. No bodies, no nothing. Alligators? No, but it involves a cop from Collier County, a deputy who's been fired. This is like 18 years ago. Oh, wow. 2003, 2004. These two people who were both black, people of color, were last seen with this cop. Great. But the cop has never been arrested. The cop has never been held accountable. It's the weirdest story. Well, I guess if you're going to commit the perfect murder, the person to go to would be a cop, right? Because they see it all the time. Right. They would know what to do, right? Right. That's what I would assume. Here's the upset mother of one of the alleged victims. It's not one day that does not go by that I just want to break down. Poor woman. I know. I can't. I can't imagine how. You know, it's bad enough losing a child, regardless of the age of the child, but never knowing. Yeah. You know, there's like no, there really is no closure. I mean, somewhere along the line, if that were my child, they'd be like, "You gotta, you gotta find out what's going on." Exactly. Well, Benjamin Crump gets involved because he's trying to help, and so does Tyler Perry. Oh, cool. I love Tyler I know. You're going to love hearing what he has to say. But according to the Collier County Sheriff's Office, now Collier County is like. West Alligator Alley, right? It's like where the alligators... It's over there in Naples. Naples, right? Yes, right. So according to the Collier County Sheriff's Office, this former sheriff's corporal, they call him, Stephen Calkins, he says he gave one man a ride to the Circle K gas station and three months before, he gave another guy a ride to the Circle K. And it's very weird because he dropped them off... One of them was arrested for driving on an expired license. He didn't book him. Instead, dropped him off at the gas station. And then the other one, he supposedly did the same thing as well. So it, it none of it adds up. Here's, How far apart were these two? It was three months apart. And they went to the same place? Yes. Okay. Is there Were there video cameras at the time? Benjamin Crump gets into that. Here's famed civil rights attorney Benjamin Crump. These two young men disappear off the face of the earth. And the last person to see them live was this sheriff's deputy. Yeah, so this uh, corporal, as they call him, this deputy from Collier County, Stephen Calkins, arrested Philippe Santos, October 2003, and then Terrence Williams, January 2004. And Santos allegedly got into a minor car accident on his way to work. Can you imagine? You're on your way to work, and then you're never seen again. And Calkins responded... Never booked him, supposedly dropping Santos off, as I said, at the Circle K. And then he pulled over Williams for driving without his license, claimed he dropped him off at the Circle K. Neither Santos nor Williams arrived at the police station for booking after their interactions with 
Calkins. And this guy, he's, he's been arrested, this deputy, or he's never arrested? No, he was never arrested. Never arrested. And it, no one ever pushed the fact. Where? Okay, where's the sheriff? I know. So there was never, he never testified before the grand jury. No charges were brought against him. He was fired for giving contradicting statements during the ensuing investigation, obviously. And even filmmaker and actor Tyler Perry offered 200 grand, a reward wow. for information leading to the whereabouts of Williams and Santos. Here's Tyler Perry talking about why he got involved and offered the award. We have not gotten any leads. I'm raising that uh, reward to $200,000. My prayer is in all of this, in trying to help her, is to just just get the answers and get the justice that she deserves, that Terrence's children's deserves, that the Santos family deserves. Yeah. Wow. He's pretty cool, uh, yeah. Tyler Perry. He does a lot of a lot of community stuff, and he tries to do it anonymously. But in this case, I guess one of the mothers got in touch with him, and, and yes. he responded. Yeah, Benjamin Crump and Tyler Perry are like, what can we do to help these families? Because. Okay. I may have been like half asleep. When did this all take place? 2003, 2004. Then 14 years later, there's no statute of limitations when you file a civil lawsuit. Uh, and Benjamin Crump explains that coming up. But there were no leads. The two men remain missing even after the $200,000 reward. So that's a hefty sum of money. If you know where these people are, you're going to you're going to give it up. Yeah, and it's so but it, the 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 whole thing is the last person to see both of these guys alive was this cop. Hello. I know. Where the, there's smoke, there's fire traditionally. I don't believe in coincidence. No, either do I. Right? You watch NCIS yeah. too, right? It does, it just doesn't you, <laughs> There is no such thing as a coincidence. Right there that alone should have gotten some sort of an indictment. And so Benjamin Crump says that the case really became a civil rights case because it's two missing black men at the hands of a white cop. This not only touches on the families of Marcia Williams and it's also Felipe Santos and so many other black people who are missing who nobody's covering. What do you mean so many other black people in the yeah. same in the same area? Well, no, just I think okay, in general. In general, all right. And Tyler Perry went on ABC's Good Morning America and he says, you know, it's not a race thing, but he just wanted to clarify that it is important. Yeah, well, just where we are in this country, it's just everything has become about race or party or, or separation. This is not a black or white issue. This is not a police versus us issue. This is this is about just justice. And what I was saying yesterday is just that I, I don't care who you are. You know, there are there are deputies, at, and, and I hate getting into black and white, but there are mm -hmm. deputies down in, in Collier County who are white, who are just as interested in seeking justice as we are. Monica, who runs uh, Q, Q for Missing Persons, she's a white woman. She's just as interested in seeing... Uh, justice as we are and the thing about this is and during slavery when people when slaves were trying to escape there were white people that helped them during the civil rights movement there were white people that helped and marched alongside of us so i just want us to get away from everything being black and white and come together and stand for what is wrong and this is wrong this is in stand against what is wrong and this is wrong this is injustice this is why I love Tyler Perry. Right, he just he's, he's cut and dry, and yeah. he's right in what he's saying. It should make no difference whether or not you're black or white. If they were two red kids and they disappeared, you know, is it the same situation? They're missing. Right, find them. Especially when the last person to see him alive is an officer. But you know, the officer, you know, he was fired, but he was never charged or arrested. And Crump points out the media really didn't care about two black men that went missing under suspicious circumstances, especially allegedly at the hands of a white cop. When there's a tragic killing and rightfully so like Trayvon or Michael Brown everybody is giving it attention but when one of our loved ones go missing the press mainstream media nobody says a word and these families are often all alone yeah and you know, as you said Jen you know 
he says the cop says he dropped them off at the Circle K. They had surveillance cameras. Guess who didn't show up on the video? Here's Crump. You know, he comes up with this convenient excuse that he dropped them off at the Circle K gas station. They had surveillance on the Circle K at the time. He said they dropped them off on the video. They didn't see Terrence Williams three months earlier when Santos went missing. They didn't see him. None of it adds up. Yeah. Oh, so he's lying. So he didn't take him to the Circle K. So again, why wasn't this guy taken in and questioned? It's such a, well, he was questioned, but no body, no crime. No body, no crime. You That's and I did horrible. 101 Ways to Get Rid of a Body, yeah, one well, of our okay. most popular episodes. Well, and, and like you mentioned, if you're unfamiliar with what they call Alligator Alley, the reason they call it Alligator Alley, which is the main road that leads through Collier County, if you're coming from the east, going to the west, that's all it is. It's that's swamp. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, what's to say this guy didn't take him? All you got to do is take him outside of the car, shoot him, or strangle him, stab him, whatever, throw him into the Everglades and say, oh, I dropped him off at Circle K. But what, what, why would he do this? I just, I don't understand why this cop would do this. And so the bodies of Williams and Santos were never found. Calkins never charged, despite a bunch of inconsistencies. Harris Williams, who was last seen in the custody of this then Collier County Sheriff's Deputy, Stephen Calkins. And he has so many inconsistencies in his story. At first he said he had never met Terrence Williams. The car was abandoned and he called it in. But then they had him on the uh, communication saying, I have uh, this background check I want on Terrence Williams gave his birthday and his social security number. So if he had never met Terrence, how would he know his birthday and social security number? So it's those kind of inconsistencies. And the fact, even though he was uh, fired, he was never charged and arrested. So he sleeps in his bed peacefully every night while the Santos family and the Williams family get no sleep. He's, he's absolutely right. I can't believe this guy's still walking around. So did Benjamin Crump, is it, does he have enough information to get the case reopened and this cop looked at again? Yeah, so what happened, you know, 18 years ago from today, right? So right. Williams was last seen at a cemetery and he was pulled over by then Deputy Calkins in Collier County and he's been missing ever since. And according to unsealed documents, Jen, that they just unsealed, obviously, uh, witnesses saw Calkins put Williams in the back of his car. They drove away. They say Calkins returned later and moved Williams' car to the side of the road. Investigators discovered Calkins called a tow truck company for the car and had the towing record sent to himself rather than the Collier County Sheriff's Office. Oh, that on. alone is like... Yeah, this guy's like as guilty as the day is long. Right? I, what amazes me is the Collier County Sheriff's Department didn't investigate this and figure out all this stuff on it's their own. It just sounds like Keystone Cops. And during the investigation, detectives learned that the other man flew Felipe Santos also went missing three months before Williams, and he was also last seen with Calkins. So no body, no crime. Calkins did not testify in the grand jury proceeding. But the prosecutors find it hard to prosecute for murder if there's no body. So when Tyler asked me, what could we do, Ben Crump, I came up and said, we could file a civil lawsuit. Now, there's no guarantee we'll get a criminal conviction, but we will get a verdict in the court of law to give these families the answers they so richly deserve. And even though, like you said, he didn't testify in the grand jury proceeding, we're going to subpoena him to give a deposition 
and he has to come or there's going to be a one out for his arrest for contempt of court. Yeah, well, remember Ron wow. Goldman's family filing the civil lawsuit against right. OJ and they mm-hmm. were awarded $33 million. I don't think they've seen one red dime. But wait, i got to stop you for a second. I'm going to go off track of stand here. Remember the case in Delray Beach, the guy killed the wife on the boat? They yes. never found the body. Right. Did they not charge him with they murder? They did, yes. Yes. So and you can you can have a, a murder charge without a body. That's true. You can, but this is like... It's, is it too late? They were on the same sailboat at the same time. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and okay, so, yeah, right. they could establish that... That they were together. Yeah, and then he the suddenly boat. mysteriously ended up on an inflatable life raft. With, with lots of money. With lots of money, gold coins, and a beacon. That's right. But he had no idea where his wife was. Oh, my gosh. She went down with the ship. Oh, yes. I remember now. It was Isabella Hellman from Delray Beach who went missing, and her lovely husband, Louis Bennett, was the one that was found bobbing at sea, and he did end up going to prison for her death. It's part of episode three, the 101 ways to get rid of a body. But the Ron Goldman verdict, remember, the family got $33 million that were awarded them for OJ. But remember, there's a body in that case. True. Right? So Benjamin Crump has the idea to file the lawsuit, just like in the OJ case, but there's no body. And sometimes he says victims do get more justice in civil court than in criminal court, even if it's 14 years later. You know that there's no statute of limitation on an intentional act that leads to someone's murder. So that's why right. 14 years later we can bring them in court after the presumption of death had been confirmed. His car was out at the graveyard. That's where this Sergeant Calkins called it in, mm-hmm. where we were able to find people that actually saw him mm-hmm. independently of his testimony. So those people, testimony can go to the jury and call you kind of a little conservative. But as Tyler and I said, these white folks uh, in this rich retirement village of Naples, Florida, they understand your child being taken away from you and you never get any answers. They can't even give them proper barriers because the bodies have never been found. Mm. Wow. So, Calkins received notification October 2018 that the Williams family intended to sue him for wrongful death. He claimed no responsibility for the disappearance of Williams. That's the family that was suing. Right. And requested a trial by jury of his peers in the court proceedings. Well, bad news in 2020. Ah. For the victim's family, a decision was made that makes it nearly impossible for the family to get compensation for the death of their loved one. Even with the story having made national news and Tyler Perry offering $200,000, the case was heard by a court-appointed arbitrator. and. They made that person made a decision against the family, citing lack of evidence. All right. Despite everything I've told you. Right. So the case was supposed to be heading to trial, but the attorneys representing the Williams family, Benjamin Crump, forgot to file the motion for trial in time. Oh dear. So that means the arbitrator's decision is now final. Oh, that stinks. What? Wait a minute. That doesn't sound like I Benjamin know. Crump, though. I know, but maybe he knew the arbitrator was going to come down with lack of evidence, and so this is this case is just going to close, and these Boom. poor people don't get an answer to anything. Nope. That stinks. I know. Oh, and this cop. I hope he rots in hell. If he indeed, obviously, whether or not he killed him is yet to be seen, but he's obviously had something to do with their disappearance. It's such a creepy, weird mystery. Oh, those poor people, that poor family, those poor kids. I know. I don't. I remind me, never go to Naples again. <laughs> I'm just saying. Thank you for joining me. You're welcome. (laughs) Always love it when Jennifer joins me. I just wanted to end this episode with another weird missing person story out of Florida. It was an aspiring actress, Tammy Lynn Leppert. 
She disappeared after an argument. She began appearing in movies in 1982, including a small part in the 1983 movie Scarface with Al Pacino. Do you want to play rough? Say hello to my little friend! But something weird happened before she took a trip to film another B-movie, Spring Break. Leopard's best friend, get this guy's name, Wing Flanagan, noticed a change in her behavior. She was extremely paranoid and evasive. So Leopard's mother, her name's Linda Curtis, no relation, said her daughter had a meltdown at home and it involved screaming and breaking windows in the month before she disappeared. She underwent a 72-hour observation in a psychiatric unit, which is better known as a Baker Act but was not diagnosed with any mental illness or drug or alcohol dependence. It's kind of strange. Her mother also claimed that Leopard mentioned being afraid of somebody, and she had a breakdown on the set of Scarface. Say hello to my little friend! I think Pacino had a breakdown, too. So on July 6, 1983, the 18-year-old, Tammy Leopard, left home with uncombed hair and traveled with an unidentified male friend in his vehicle. That friend later told police the two had an argument and he left Leopard alone at an Exxon gas station in Cocoa Beach, Florida. Here we go again with leaving this person, leaving the victim at a gas station. Leopard's family suspected a connection to a known serial killer named Christopher Wilder, but no evidence existed to support his involvement. Then another serial killer, the vampire rapist John Brennan Crutchley, was also a suspect, but investigators lacked evidence there as well. But her mom maintains that her daughter had knowledge of a drug and money ring in Florida, and her death resulted from that knowledge. So as of 2022, Leopard remains missing and the case still unsolved. So there you have it. Full rigor. Case of missing persons left at gas stations. Very strange. By the way, make sure you check out my book, The Accuser. The true story about Cheryl Arujo, who was gang raped on a pool table in New Bedford. They made the movie The Accused about her, starring Jodie Foster. My book lays out how I think she was murdered down here in South Florida before that movie ever came out. It's on Amazon. You can get it on Kindle as well. So that wraps up this episode of Full Rigor. Thanks for listening. Until next time.